Hey, thanks for listening to the Reclaim Media Weekly Podcast. To stay up to date on all of our blogs, our podcasts, and our YouTube videos, you can subscribe on our website, reclaim.media. Now please enjoy the message. So today what we're going to be talking about is salvation, justification, and the fruit that comes from those who are truly saved. It's a continuation of last week. So you ha- if you haven't seen last week's video, I- I'd recommend that you stop this one and go watch last week's video before you jump into this one because this is part two. So you cannot earn it, but you do walk in this salvation that we have. Galatians chapter 3, verse 2 through 9, it says, This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of the faith are blessed with believing Abraham. So when we're talking about salvation, what else we're talking about is justification. We have to be justified in Christ. But our justification, again, it doesn't come from our own works. It comes from believing in Christ. We are justified by faith. Again, think about it. We're made in right standing with God. That's what justification means. Justification simply means that we are seen right in God's eyes. So this promise of justification that Abraham received came even before the law was ever written, was ever there. So Abraham was justified before God before the law was ever put into place. Justification is not a matter of good works or doing the law. Justification is a matter of where you stand in, in God's eyes. Are you made right with God? Are you justified in the, in the eyes of God? Now, if you believe in Christ, that's where your justification comes from. You are justified in the eyes of God the moment you are saved, the moment you put your faith in Jesus, you're justified in the eyes of God. This is a free gift. It is not earned. It is freely given by God. So if you're struggling with understanding if you're saved, if you put your faith in Jesus in that moment, you're justified. So if you're justified before the, in the eyes of God, you don't need to earn that justification. Stop trying to earn the gift that God has given to you free, that, that He's paid a high price that you can receive it freely. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 through 4, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. This is a burden that must be lifted off of our shoulders, trying to earn our justification, trying to earn, God, can you see me right? God, I'm going to make all, I'm going to make all these right choices every single day so that you can see me right. God, no, the, the justification comes through Christ alone. If we're living with, with the sense of trying to earn it, that always leads to condemnation, that leads to guilt, that leads to shame. And that's not the way that God designed salvation. Salvation is not a burden that we carry. In fact, Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. 
Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but, but according to the Spirit. This is true freedom, that the, the salvation that I believe in, the salvation that I have in Christ, the justification that I have in Jesus is not by my strength, it's not on my shoulders, it's not a burden that I carry, but I, but I, but I trust and I put my faith in Jesus that my salvation comes through Him, that I'm saved by faith. See, justification is a position, sanctification is a process, and glorification is perfection. Justification is in the moment of salvation. But as we continue the process of salvation, as we walk in our daily life with God, that's when we begin to see sanctification taking place, that we're growing in Christ. Now, if sanctification is a process. That means every single day we're, making a, we're taking steps forward, we're growing, we're maturing in Christ. Now, this is where, I guess you could say, works come to play. But I wouldn't say works, I would more so put it as fruit. Because if we're saved, we're justified in that moment. Does that mean that now and now we can go live however we want? We can go indulge in sin and just completely ignore the voice of God, walk in deliberate disobedience to the Holy Spirit? No, because once we're truly justified, what happens is we become a new creation. Now we're truly changed. And if I'm truly changed, then I'll live out that sanctification process that's taking place in my life. True salvation is in the moment, true justification is in the moment that we put, put our faith in Jesus. But if we truly put our faith in Jesus, then, they will, then we will begin to produce real fruit in our lives. We cannot say our faith is in Jesus and there be no fruit. It's a natural process. It's a natural response. It's a natural thing that would happen in our lives that we would begin to produce fruit as we are saved and sanctified and walking in that process of sanctification. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, For I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So what's he saying? That although I'm still living my life, I'm now living by faith in the Son of God. It's no longer my life. It's not I live, but He now lives through me. Now that I've been justified because I put my faith in Jesus, now Christ is living through me. So that means I'm going to begin to produce good fruit. That does not mean I can do whatever I want and sin and, and walk in disobedience. No, because true salvation produces true spiritual fruit. Romans 6, 1-4 says this, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. So then can we live in sin? If I'm saved in that moment, I'm justified in Christ, I'm justified by putting my faith in Jesus. So now can I go do whatever I want? No. How can we who are dead to sin, once we give our lives to Jesus, we're now dead to sin. How can we continue living in that sin? No, if we're truly saved, we will begin to naturally produce godly fruit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 26. 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. So what is he teaching us here? He's teaching us that if we're walking in the Spirit, not by the law, not just trying to keep the commandments, not just trying to do the right thing all the time and trying to live our lives by earning these things, by, by following the law to the T. Because what, he's, what is he saying? The law can never produce these things in our lives. If we live just trying to follow the, the, the X's and O's of, of life and trying to follow the X's and O's of the Ten Commandments and all the commandments that we have, then it's not, it doesn't produce what the Spirit produces in us. We'll be, we'll be people that follow the law, but what good is that if we're not loving, if we're not kind, if we're not patient, if we don't treat people right, if we walk with, the, with an ugly uh, flesh attitude? No, he's teaching us that the law doesn't produce these things. This is only produced by the Spirit. This is only produced in a life that is fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit. This is not produced by a religious person that's just following tradition and just going to church to be a good person and just to check off the list of, oh, I did this, I did that. No, these fruits are a byproduct of somebody that is truly surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Again, he says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. What is he talking about? Let's, let's break that down real quick. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If I'm living in something, that means if I'm living in the Spirit, I'm justified in the Spirit. Right now I'm in it, I'm justified. And if I'm justified in the Spirit, if I'm living there, then I should be walking in the Spirit as well. That means my daily life, the life that I lead, should be a Spirit-led life, that I should be walking in obedience to the Holy Spirit. So I'm living in the Spirit, I'm justified, I'm walking in the Spirit, I'm walking in obedience to the Holy Spirit. This is what it is to be saved. That when I'm truly saved, when I'm truly justified, I will live a life that pleases God. Not because I have to, but because I have a new nature. I've been changed. I no longer want to do the things that my flesh wants to do. I no longer want to go to the places in my flesh that I used to want to go to before I met Christ. I no longer want to treat people and be mean and be rude and, and, and condescending to people and be jealous and envious of other people because my nature is beginning to change. Now, yes, there's a battle of the flesh every day. We have to fight that old flesh, but we fight it by walking in complete obedience to the Holy Spirit. Now, what does that mean to walk in obedience? What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to live for God? What it really, what we're really talking about is not just, not in a sense only living for God and saying, God, I'm looking up at you and I'm not focusing on anything else, but it's also living for others. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 through 14. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So Paul's teaching us in the scripture that a truly transformed life, if we're truly changed by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's a life that is serving one another. Now this is what it comes down to. And I think especially in the days that we live in, all the, the bickering that we see, that Christians are fighting with one another and arguing and debating with one another about who's right and who's wrong. And, and everybody wants to be an influencer and everybody wants to be served and, and be the preacher and be the one that's on the stage. But Paul's teaching us this. He's saying, listen, your salvation produces lasting fruit in you. And this lasting fruit is serving one another. 
It's loving one another. It's not using your liberty as for selfish gain or for selfish ambition, but it's for loving and serving those around you, loving and serving your church community, your brothers and sisters in the Lord. So I want to encourage you today that salvation doesn't come through works. You cannot earn your salvation, but once you're justified, your nature is changed, and as you begin to walk in the power and, the, and by the voice of the Holy Spirit, then you'll begin to produce natural fruit in your life, and you'll begin to serve others and love others and glorify God with the works that are a byproduct of your salvation. Your salvation cannot be earned by works, but it produces good works that glorify God. Thank you again for watching this week. I hope it encouraged you. I hope it blessed you. If you have any questions, go ahead and email me, contact us, send a comment, send us a personal message, whatever works best for you. I'm so thankful for all of you that have been supporting, that have been liking, commenting, sharing. It means so much. If you want, if we have an opportunity for you to sign up as a monthly supporter for Reclaim Media. As a monthly supporter, you can help us continue spreading these, these, this content, spreading these messages, encouraging the body of Christ, equipping the body of Christ so that we can see many step into their God-given destiny. You can sign up as a monthly supporter on our website. If you can't do a monthly gift, you could do a one-time gift on that same website. And maybe you're saying, man, I can't give anything financially, but you want to support. A great way to support is to share these videos, to like, to comment, get, get us in the algorithms of Instagram and YouTube so that other people can see these videos. Again, thank you so much for all of your support. It means so much to us. It means so much to me. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the message. If you'd like to help us to continue to create content like this, you can sign up as a supporter on our website, reclaim.media slash donate. Thank you.